What's up, family? This is Paul from Culture vs. Church. A podcast where we talk about culture in the church, outside the church, about the church, uh, people in the church, and everything else. Welcome once again. This is a wonderful uh, Wednesday afternoon. Um, I just wanted to make a shout out to my boy Alexander James for coming on to my show last week. If you didn't hear it, uh, go check it out. Um, I the episode is called Black Culture versus Church, and Ale- Alexander talks about the different aspects of what it means to be in the Black Church, like doc- doctrine and theology and worship and fellowship. And I just had a really good time talking to him, and it made me think a lot about myself. It made me think a lot about who I am as a Christian. It made me think who I am as uh, an Asian American uh, in the Christian faith. So I kind of wanted to uh, talk about that, throw out some questions for you guys to talk about. I think in one of my episodes, we talk about the if do you know your identity, um, your your church cultural identity, right? So do you know what kind of church you go to, whether that's uh, ethnically homogenous? Um, economically homogenous, um, if it's multicultural, if it's diverse, and do you know um, the patterns and the the behaviors of that church? Do you know all that? Because it's important as uh, as you know, it's important as a Christian to know where you fellowship at. You know what I mean? Um, because as as you've you've already uh, figured out, not all churches are the same, my friends. Right? Not all preaching's the same. Not all pastors the same. And last week when I talked to Alex about what it means to be a black person in the church, he talked to me a lot about it's a lot of it is you know mingling and dabbing into black culture and and the history and 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 how that affects one's faith about believing in Jesus and who Jesus is and what doctor means to them. So I kind of started thinking about myself and. And where I would come from as uh, a Korean American growing up in the uh, Korean homogenous church, and I wanted to and I wanted to ask this question to you guys: Does your culture dictate the way you live out your faith? Does your cultural identity dictate the way you live out your faith? Let me give you a clear example. I have a son, a three-year-old Joshua. He's about to go to school, right? Now I grew up. Um, I grew up in in Koreatown. I grew up uh, where it's predominantly Mexican, a Salvadorian. So obviously, um, actually, I can't say that. Not obviously, but majority of the culture that I was surrounded with did not find school of a big of importance. My family did, uh, but you know, just trying to be honest, just trying to be straight to y'all. The the families around me, the Hispanic families around me, and my friends' families. Yeah, you go to high school, but if you drop out, get a job, right? And if you graduate high school, college, that's like stars, my friend, you know, reaching for the moon. So education was not that big. But I know in the Asian culture, education is big, you know? And they talk about it in the church, right? Education is huge. Uh, they talk about it as you're growing up. Um, you have those stereotypes, right, of Asian families and how important education is. And I grew up with one of those. And and sadly, <laughs> I did not live up to my family's expectation when it comes to scholarship, when it comes to the scholastic field. But I think, um, you know, my dad's a pastor, so the kingdom side of him was grateful that I became a pastor. But I know the Korean side of him sometimes wish I went to Harvard or, or became a, a, a doctor or lawyer. And I'm not saying doctor or lawyer is the end all be all but i'm just saying you know that's like the typical thing that asians become and and what 
what uh, the the sex the the success that Asian people strive for coming to America and the things they want to give their kid. Back to me, back to me having a child. I have a child. He's three years old. He's about to go to preschool. When I talk to my Asian friends about school, uh, when I talk to my Asian couples about school, it's important for them. Right. They might not think so. They might like, well, you know, I'm not going to be like my parents and and try to try to be all that. But when I see them talking about like the preschool and the teachers and what they're looking for in certain schools, I know they care. Let's not lie to one. Another. I know they care. And I know it's a huge part of their identity, huge parts of where they growing up, because obviously uh, every generation wants uh, their la- the, the generation to be better than the last. So obviously I want my son to be better than me. I want my son to to be financially more stable, I guess. But truthfully, truthfully, school, um, you know, all that stuff and success and what it means to be success in America, I don't really care about that because my purpose is different. As long as he follows the word of God, I believe my whole heart that it doesn't matter what he's doing, and if God has a plan for him, God will call him to be what God has once called him to be. Another example is my life, straight up, right? My life. I didn't want to be a pastor. Everybody prayed for it, but I, want, I didn't want to be a pastor, especially I didn't want to serve in a multicultural church. If I wanted to be a pastor, I want to pastor a mega church and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I wanted to just be cool, just be comfortable, you know, just preach and teach and have some good music and go home. If I wanted to be a pastor, that's the pastor I wanted to be, a good Christian life. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. But the background that I came for and the experiences that I've had living in multicultural worlds, I'm having fellowship with people unlike myself. Um, God has made a way for me to be in the place where I am right now with all my experiences coming together, you know. Um, and if God has called you to be something, I don't think anybody can stop that. You know, I don't think anybody, because God can use anything for his glory, right? God can use the worst of the worst and the best of the best to expand his kingdom. And I truly believe in that. So let me ask you, my listeners, is your cultural identity, does that dictate the way you live your life? Does that dictate the way you live out your faith? Because if it does, then obviously we'll have homogenous churches. Because if we're prone to act the way our culture does, or if we're more comfortable in living in a life that our culture accepts, then obviously you're going to be with those type of people that accepts you, um, that, that is more comfortable to you, Right? So again, if your cultural identity dictate the way you fellowship and dictate the way you faith, I'm going to be bold and say, I'm not sure that your faith is radical. I'm not sure if your faith is something outside your norm. Because if we see in the Bible, 1 Corinthians, it says, you know, if we believe in Jesus, he has made us into a new creation, not just Asian 2.0 or black 2.0 or Mexican, or Hispanic, or or 2.0. It's not just a better version. No, it's a different person, right? Entirely. The way we think, the way we speak, the way we act on certain agendas, the way we formulate our thoughts and our minds is different because 
of the engine just driving it, right? The engine, and, and, and what I mean by engine is that the, the, your, your cultural identity engine that's, that's driving you to be who you are every single day. If you're Asian, it's that Asian, Asian engine. If you're black, it's that black engine. If you're Hispanic, it's the Hispanic engine. If you're Polynesian, it's that Polynesian engine. If you're European, it's the European engine that drives you to be who you are and to seek and to find and to live out and to grab what you want to do in your life. Why is this important? Why does this matter? Because that's what's separating the church. Straight up, you know what I mean? Because that's what's, because that's what's uh, splitting the church in half, is, is that our cultural identity dictates the way we do faith, dictates the way we worship, dictates the way we love somebody, right? When are we going to get come a time where my Asian-ness or your blackness or your Hispanic-ness is not going to be an issue? People say it's not in the church, but come on now, let's be real. Let's be real. Let me ask you right now, what church do you go to? If you do go to a multicultural church, is it truly multicultural? Is it truly diverse? Where everybody there has their own inherent gifts that God has given them, they're expressing that through worship, or, check it out again, has effused to something, to a new new culture. I'm not saying something's wrong with that. Just be aware that it happens, right? I believe that people of different nations, of different tongues, can come together and worship God without knowing one another, without being comfortable with another, because the Holy Spirit drives us to be together, and the Holy Spirit loves when we have relationships. Another example, clearly, when I went to Mexico with my, I think I had mentioned this before, when I went to Mexico on a mission trip with my pastor, um, there was this young man, his name is Howell, you know what I mean? Uh, and he's, he's about my age, he's mid-30s. Man, mid-30s. A- anyway, that's, that's a whole other topic. Mid-30s, Right? He doesn't know English that well. I don't know. I can't speak Spanish that well. But for some reason, when he preaches, I understand it. I might not understand word for word, but I understand where he's trying to go. I understand the engine that's driving him. I understand where he's trying to reach. Destiny's trying to go with his words. I understand that. Right? And because I know a little few words, it, it can take me there. Same thing with him. When we talk about Christianity, when we talk about Jesus, when we talk about love, we don't need a translator because the Holy Spirit translates for us, right? Another example, man, I went to another a worship where, where you know where I was giving. Uh, I went to a worship service again. It was a Hispanic pastor, um, and uh, a Hispanic pastor, and that guy was just talking about Jesus and like he had a translator actually, but I didn't even need the translator. I just wanted to see him preach. It excited me, right? I have, I have friends, I have preachers, I have people that I talk to that, that we might not know language, linguistically, we're not, there's nothing in common. But when it comes to the faith, when it comes to spirit, man, we're like brothers, closer than my, 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 my biological brother, closer than my biological father. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Because our cultural identity does not dictate the way we do faith. And I'm not trying to preach here, but I'm just trying to let everybody aware that if we believe in the same Jesus, if we believe in the same God, the gifts that he has given us will, will make us come together, will allow us to come together and share it and not divide us. And that's what's wrong with the church today, right? We're not, we're not Holy Spirit in tune. We're not in sync with the Holy Spirit. We're in sync with programs and events maybe and throwing up a production, but we're not in sync with the Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit ain't got no race, ain't got no color, ain't got no you know, financial... Um, levels no man it's love it's a love of god that will keep us together and bring us closer to jesus 
Does your culture, cultural identity dictate the way you do faith, dictate the way you live out your life? Right. Another another situation, another concern that I see is the way we raise our children and the way we lead our family. Right. In church, we we, we talk about having radical love in church. We, we talk about, uh, uh, you know, faith and, and coming out and being uncomfortable. And yet and yet when what would we what do we care about when we go home? How's our kids doing? Are we getting good grades? I'm not saying you're not supposed to care at all, but I'm just saying we put too much too much attention into that. Too much into attention into the fact that did he get to the honor roll? You know, what school is he going? What neighborhood is he living in? I'm not going to lie. I do that myself. Right? I'm trying to move right now. And every neighborhood I'm looking at, I'm like, man, like, do I want to put my family into this? But I have a wonderful wife that says it doesn't matter where we live. It doesn't matter. Because wherever God puts us, that's our mission field. That's where we're going to go. So if we got to live in somewhere where it's gang related or gang infested, let's go. You know, what are we what are we protecting ourselves from if we have the faith of God that is that is surrounding us, covering us in love? What are we what are we what are we trying to protect? You know. And and I'm just I'm just noticing, you know, every single day of my life that how often I use my cultural identity to break through some things or to realize or to dissect what I'm thinking instead of instead of using my culture I should use be using the kingdom culture what does Jesus say about this you know what is what does he say about love does he say about what does he talk about love in an asian way i don't even know what that means right i think too many people in the church today um i think too many people in the church today just just use their culture use their uh, identity, use their cultural identity, use their sexual identity, use their economic identity to define who they are and to dictate the faith and dictate the way they're going to live out. And then they use God's blessing as a solution to all that. As a solution, right? So, you know, as we continue conversation with each other, we have to be always aware, how does our cultural, is our cultural identity a blessing or is it a hindrance to expanding the kingdom of God? And this is what this is, podcast is about, all about that. Us being aware. So if you're Hispanic, or if you're Asian, or if you're a young black man or young black woman, does that dictate the way you do faith? I believe it can dictate the way you express worship, because that's giving glory to God. But does that dictate the way you have, does that dictate the way you um, advance in the kingdom? Like, is that going to stop you because your previous generation has never thought of it that way? Your previous generation always thought about they're putting us down. This, I man, I don't want to like, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but why people, do you guys think about this stuff? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it, it seems like every time I think about these things, I'm, t- I'm, I'm thinking about the minorities, right? We think about these things because, you know, in living in America is all about survival. But I want to really know why people. How does your cultural identity dictate the way you do faith? Because y'all have a different doctrine than we do sometimes, right? You, you guys have been, have been fed a different gospel. Everybody's been fed a different gospel, in my opinion. But because of we're following, for some reason, we're following the westernized way of doing theology um, because of history and because of missionaries that came out of Europe, I guess. I don't know. I might be wrong. Whatever. It's my show. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, the way we do theology and the way we do doctrine, why people like, do you guys, um, how do you guys think about it? Like, like the way you 
solve problems or where you solve solutions or where you look at life, if you're looking at through the lens of faith, if you're looking through the lens of Jesus, what comes out? I want to know. You know what? Maybe I'll do a show where, where you know, I'm going to interview an a evangel- evangelistic, a white person, a white pastor or white leader of the church and ask him this. I probably will. You know, because that's what I want to know. That's what I want to get to know. I want to get to know if we, if we allow ourselves to figure out our cultural identity and how that dictates faith and how they dictates doctrine, then maybe we'll get closer to the solution of how those things or we'll start um, knowing and acknowledging the blessings and the hindrance that, that that culture brings. Because at the end of the day, if your cultural identity, if your cultural gifts, and if your cultural the way you do worship cannot expand the kingdom of God, then we should not be using it at all. We should not be using it at all. If it separates people, it gives anybody any type of uncomfortableness, we should not be using it. We should just and, and only use what can bring people together in order for us to celebrate and live out the faith that Jesus has given us through his life, death, and resurrection. Because that's what I think he came. He came to squash all that mess, right? But he would eat with the sinners. He would have conversations with the Pharisees. He would heal the lepers. And yet 2,000 years later, we're still dealing with this situation. We don't want to sit with each other. We don't want to touch nobody. We don't want to talk to nobody because they're different from us financially, sexually, uh, ethnically. And yes, Bible does talk about, uh, you know, Bible does talk about sex or Bible does talk about race and Bible does talk about all these things. But after reading and after interpreting, does it give glory to God? Does it, does it bring back the love that God has given us or is it separating us? So once again, as we continue to talk and as we continue to have conversations, I want you to think about these things. Right. So if we're going to build. So at the end of the day, I would like to uh, always think about if we're going to build a tangible kingdom, if we're going to build, uh, I think we could do that at the church or the local church. Right. So if we're going to build a tangible, visible kingdom of God and churches may be supposed to represent a little bit of that. What do you think that looks like? You know, uh, obviously, if you lived in a, a country and, and language is huge. Right. So in America, if English is the first language, let's just worship in English. Right. Let's not make it difficult. And people that come from other language, uh, other countries to America and have their first language, you can worship in that language, too. But anybody that 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 considers English in their first language, let's worship in that language. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to hesitate. I'm not hesitate to say this. I'm not going to be prejudiced either. If you go to Korea, if you go to Korea. And your first language isn't Korean, or if you go to a country where where your your first language isn't that language, then go find a fellowship that it does. But don't think that people owe you the right to have those type of fellowships already built. If they don't have it, then you better make it. If they don't have enough people to make it, then you better speak their first language. We gotta learn how to adapt. You know, um, I, you know, I'm tired of of all these like secondary ministries and English ministries, and I get it. But the people that are born here and raised here and study here, they don't need that. Why do they need that? <laughs> Why can't, it's crazy when I say youth groups of two different races can't do youth group together. But you know what? They speak the same language. They go to the same schools just because uh, sometimes the elders and, 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 and they want to keep their cultural things. See, that's what I'm saying. You want to keep it to yourself. And, and, and you know, and I get it that, that, that tradition is huge. But what does it matter for the kingdom of God? 
What does it really matter? Let's be real. What does it really matter? What you do, what language you speak, what you dance for, and what you do this and what you do that. What does it matter when we're talking about Jesus? So I don't know if this podcast was helpful. It's just my way of trying to um, understand what it means to be a disciple of Christ. So again, this is Culture versus Church. Uh, next week, I think I'm going to have another interview. It's going to be it's going to be pretty crazy uh, and it's going to be tight at the same time. So uh, look out for that. If you if you missed any episodes, check back on my SoundCloud. I got an Instagram post a question. If you want post question anywhere, I want to hear your thoughts. This is Culture vs. Church. My name is Paul. I'm out. Peace.